we doing, bud? Welcome to Top 10 Men. New podcast here, sitting with my buddy Sean, looking fresh as usual. What's up, kid? What's up? Good, good things. So listen, I got a question for you, pal. Let's just jump right in. Why are we doing this podcast? Let's give our top 10 reasons why we're actually doing this podcast. If I remember correctly, you were over my house the other day and we were talking about doing something like this. Um... We decided to go, hey, let's go top 10 lists. Top 10 lists. Everybody loves a top 10 list. Um, why are we doing it? I'll give you my 10. You want my 10? I'll take I'll take number 10. I'll take one of them. I'm coming straight out hot right now. I'm bored as fuck. <laughs> During this COVID time, I'm fucking bored, dude. Are there any conditions to our society that would make one bored? <laughs> yeah. Charlie Baker. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We're going political right now, number 10. <laughs> so shut down a little bit. You know what? I'm going to jump right in with my number nine, Sean. The bars are shut down. So I've been yeah. doing top 10 lists on a bar stool for the last five years. They've taken away my safe space. So I, you know, I had to mobilize. I had to mobilize and choose a new spot. And here we are, bud. It appears that you are triggered. Yes. Number eight. Eight. Nostalgia. Ooh. I'm often thinking about back in back in the 80s, back in the 70s. Um, not that the future doesn't look bright, but you know, I'm 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 a half I'm a half a century old, and I have a lot of good memories here, and I like to look back on my top 10 list. So nostalgia for me. I believe we are experienced people. We know a few things, is the way I would characterize it. And I guess I'm going to roll right into my number seven, is that I have a great pool of useless information. I mean, this pool is deep. I mean, this is not a kiddie pool. Greg Louganis could do dives in the pool of useless information in my head. And you know what? When you have such great knowledge, share. Give the people what they want. Share what you know. I would say your knowledge is more important than book smarts, to be quite honest. But I agree with you. Where are we at? What number? We are at number six. Number six for me? I don't know. At least tonight, we're going to try to look for the good Top 10 good stuff. I mean, there might be some yeah. times when we go top 10 worst, but mm-hmm. tonight we're going yep. top 10 good. I was around some really miserable people today, and Ooh. they're negative, and they're down about this pandemic, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, they're waiting for their flu, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> miserable people are going to take me down they're again. They're waiting for that COVID, and mm-hmm. um, they were they were pretty miserable. Um, no one's talking to each other out in the public. No one, like people aren't even like saying hello anymore. So I'm gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go straight. I like positive. what you're saying. Yeah. I like what you're saying. Let's recognize the positive, but let's do it in a genuine format. Yeah. I like this. I like this. Number five for me is that we gotta. You know, I I love the lists of things, but I gotta tell you, I'm sick of looking at lists of top 100. Top 40, Casey Kasem, give me a break. <laughs> Top 50, we want Hall of Famer, they, Sean. What, so what do they say about the number 11 guy? He's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> He's a loser. What is his pronoun? Who, who, who was 11th in the Olympics in 88? Nobody. <laughs> you know, um, there, there, hasn't, there hasn't been a famous loser since Eddie the Eagle. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's about the only guy. He, he came in an 11th of 11th. But uh, I know sometimes dead last can work in your favor. But yeah, let's just accent. Let's talk about Hall of Famers. If you're a top right, ten, I'm you are that. a Hall of fuck with a top Famer. Ten all day. All right, give me number four. What do you got, pal? Uh, well, typically, you know, people don't know me. You might not know me ever through this podcast, but I can tell you, I'm I'm actually a socially anxious kid. Um, 
I get weird in public. I don't like crowds. I don't like people. And I'm going to be in my basement here. Oh, man, it's just up. right now sitting next to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to spit some truth. I'm oh, going to spit boy. some truth in this uh, podcast. And um, hopefully people agree with me. I think you will. As long as you only spit it two feet, not this three feet. This is my truth. Right in my face. My here truth. We go. It is your truth and nothing but the truth. Right. All right. Number three for me is that I'm representing a, a huge population out there of extraordinarily ordinary people, men, <laughs> women, children, dogs, cats, whatever, whoever wants to listen. So I think that between the two of us, we have great information that is going to resonate with the masses. Sean, give me number two. Number two for me? Yes. It's simple. Get to see my boy Mac. Yes. Once a week here and... Uh, that's it. I see this guy in the mirror every day. It ain't pretty, but uh, but yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. It, it's I'm great. glad to see you on a regular basis, my man. You got it during a pandemic time to telling everybody to, to distance, but sometimes you got to find your good buds. You got to get together and, and make some magic, and this is what we're trying to do. Cancel the pandemic, I say. Cancel it. Which really leads into uh, number one, and you know what? We're gonna we're gonna quote Yoda on this. All right, I like it. Yes, do or do not. There is no try. So that's a little Yoda, little Yoda voice, something like that. What was, but that, hey, what was that uh, Rick Moranis movie? He got punched out the other day, didn't he? <laughs> On New York City. He, I heard that. Uh, he I got heard. starched. Because <laughs> on the streets, what did he play? What he was probably, the job of the hot? He probably no. deserved it. Who was the Yoda? Rick, Rick Moranis. No, what was that movie? Space I don't. Boss? I don't think Luke uh, George Lucas was much of a Rick Moranis fan. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk Neither Yoda. Neither was the guy in Harlem who punched him. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk Yoda. <laughs> He's laying there decorticate on the yeah. streets. So you know, for for years now, for two decades, I've been I've been spitfiring top top 10 lists and doing stuff like that just like everybody else sean and i have been in his uh his man cave and we've watched ufc 100 through it's ufc 254 whatever they're on right now we're always talking about doing stuff like this yeah. let's actually do yeah. it so here we are all right bud for our first list let's let's think about this let's go top 10 comedy Movies from the 80s. Top 10 comedy movies from the 80s. That is a great category. Uh, a lot of great movies won't even make the list. So let's recognize the first 10. Sean, give me number 10, bud. Well, my blood type is the 80s. I just want to let you know that. Oh, so I'm yes. going to come. I'm coming out hard on this one. Number 10 for me, Summer School Summer by School. Mark Harmon, 1987. Uh, so... Just uh, if, if you haven't seen this one, Mark Harmon is a gym teacher who was forced to teach summer school by his principal. Um, his name is Freddie Shoop. Freddie Shoop. This movie uh, introduced us to Kirstie Alley, Courtney Thorne Smith. Um, but I, I have to say the the best part about this movie was the character development. The, the, the kids who were in summer school, um, not many of them we even know about, but it was such a good mix of them. You had the you know the football kid who needed to pass the grade. You had the kid who who slept the whole summer. You had the kid who he got a bathroom pass on the first day of summer school and came back on the last day with the bathroom pass. But my favorite were the two lunatics, absolute <laughs> lunatics. One of them's name I think his name was Dave Frazier and Chainsaw Gremp. Gremp. Remember those two? Oh. I think there's a kid named Grimp in my town, and he's a lunatic, too. Something about the name. <laughs> oh, man. Good flick, though. By the end of it, Mark Harmon got to all the kids, and, uh, you know, it, it was a it was a good show. He had a little dog. He lived on a beach. We all kind of wanted to be Mark Harmon back then. I think uh, one of my takeaways from the movie is that he had no shortage of peanut butter in his cupboard. 
Always <laughs> giving a dog peanut butter. Uh, yeah, always good. Multiple uses for peanut butter, so you can never go wrong storing that in a closet. All, All right, right, give me nine. How about nine? Number you, nine. Buddy? Number nine is is a movie that would be it. The first half of the movie is one of the best comedies of all time. Halfway through, you can kind of turn the TV off. And this is why it drops down to number nine. Obviously, I'm talking Stripes, 1981 classic. Agreed. Bill Murray is John Winger. You got Harold <laughs> Remus in it. Sergeant Hulka, everybody's lovable big toe. You've got you got John Candy as Dewey Ox Oxburger swallows a lot of anxiety and a lot of pizzas. <laughs> so and then obviously Francis Sawyer, aka Psycho. Lest Steve, we forget oh, Francis Sawyer. Oh God, he steals the scene. Absolutely. Any any of you homos touch me and, and I'll, I'll kill you. Keep and your I, meat hooks off. And I don't want anybody touching my stuff. <laughs> you touch my stuff. <laughs> and I'll kill you. And I'll kill you. <laughs> Lighten up, Francis. Lighten up. Stripes, I'll tell you, Stripes, the first half of it, one of the all-time classics. That's the fact, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, going into number eight. What do we got for number eight comedies of all of the 80s, Sean? Eight may surprise some people, but I'm going to tell you right Ooh. now, this one meant a lot to me. It's one of the movies, if I saw it on... I would always leave it on to the end. Three o'clock high. Do you remember that one? Well, it's definitely a surprise to me. Yeah, okay. Th- three, o- <laughs> 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 three o'clock high, 1987. The uh, It was really, it was basically about a kid from the school newspaper was supposed to write a story on the new kid coming in who was kind of like this big, gruff kid. Um, I think his name was Buddy Ravel. And by the end of it, uh, Ravel wanted to kick his ass at three o'clock. So for six straight hours, the... A little bookworm was trying to get out of the fight, and at the end of it, he got a pair of brass knuckles and knocked them clean, Ooh, cold. Brass knuckles. Yep. Very, very 80s right there. Yeah. I guess this would maybe qualify as a dark comedy. I'm yeah. not sure that I laughed too much watching it. <laughs> very memorable. <laughs> three o'clock high for sure. Yeah, people are like, three o'clock high? Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you one quick last thing about it. Great camera work, great angles, awesome movie. Have a watch. Filmography. I think there's, uh, yeah, they talk about it in a lot of film classes at John Hopkins <laughs> University. So there you go. All right, number six, or number seven, number seven on our top ten comedies of the 80s. Lambda, 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 the Tri-Lambs and the Mega Moves definitely coming in. Obviously, I'm talking Revenge of the Nerds. Some of the great tandems of the 80s. We've got Lewis and Gilbert. <laughs> Probably the two biggest nerds of all time. And, man, I'll tell you, Anthony Edwards was never nerdier than he was in that movie. Unbelievable. They almost made me feel uncomfortable at times. They were so nerdy. <laughs> they were. You just rooted for him yeah. right from the beginning. You had to see Lewis and Gilbert come through. You've got Booger and Bug. Takashi. Oh. <laughs> Takashi. Hey, hey. Booger. Booger straight up stole that movie. Curtis Armstrong is throughout the eighties. The eighties was his decade. Yeah. I don't know if he I don't know if he's still alive today, but uh the eighties was his time. Booger and Takashi. Booger all day. Oh, yeah. kid. Uh, you got you got the antagonist, Stan, a typical eighties D bag, <laughs> blonde feathered hair, like so many of them. I believe it was played by Ted McGinley from Happy Days. Oh geez, his best work was uh next to the Fonz. But Dang. yeah, he he was in there too. Yeah. And his uh his pie was mm-hmm. Betty. Uh, quite frankly, a Heather Thomas knockoff, um, <laughs> but uh, she was pretty good. And it's funny, great characters in this 
the 80s was known if you were, I'm going to go back to this, the blonde feathered hairdo was a staple yeah. of the D-bag in the yeah, 80s. Absolutely. But we got introduced to Ogre, just a big bully. Oh, yeah. Probably the only bully in the 80s in the movies. He was that, probably about 30% body fat, too. Fucking <laughs> slob. He was a great frat guy is what he was. <laughs> how about the, how about the kid who threw the jab? What was that kid's name? Lamar, the Java. Lamar Latrell. Lamar Latrell. Let's let's leave this movie on this. I love that uh, he had a javelin that was designed for yeah. his limp wrist throwing yeah, style. Like those Classic nerf, right like the there. Nerf footballs right now with a rocket ship on the back. Where are we at? What number? It's like cheating. Number six, Sean. Six. Why don't you introduce six of the eighties? I'm gonna tell you right now. Six is, may come as another surprise. This is the only movie in history that's the number three in the installment that that I think is better than the first two. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Saw in a movie theater in East Hartford, off Route 84. (laughs) Not there anymore. What a a flick. Loved it. Better than the original, I say. Definitely better than European. That one was weak. But I'll Uh, tell you what, Clark Griswold, as I age, I feel like I'm... Turning into uh, Clark W. Griswold a little bit. Um, okay, he, you know he's out there setting up okay. the lights and doing stupid shit just to be outside. And I'm I'm the guy who's doing that right now. And I'm like laughing at myself, like how did this happen? You know, yeah, like, I can I can see you messing with the neighbors and pretending, <laughs> you know, and kind of putting trees through their windows and things of this nature. Yeah. But uh, cousin Eddie definitely stole the show. Christmas Vacation <laughs> was a classic. Yeah, no better no better characters than, than cousin Eddie. You know, shitter clogged is a phrase that that. I still use today. Yep. Uh, moving on to the list here. Moving up the ladder. Number five, a 1983 Rodney Dangerfield classic, Easy Money. Easy Money, Monty Capaletti, Nikki Joe Pesci. Oh, he was awesome. He was he was a great Ginzo plumber, absolutely. <laughs> we had Julio in there. Nicky Cerrone is name. Nicky Cerrone. Jeez. He, oh, my God. So uh, Julio was, um, I think he was Puerto Rican, and he was marrying. <laughs> <laughs> we call that Latinx now? Yes. Latinx kid? <laughs> yeah, and he was marrying Rodney's daughter, and they were like a true old-school Italian family. That was one of the many scenes. But out of easy money, we got the regular guy look. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Love the right. Re- I think the regular guy look is in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was his clothing line, right? The re- regular guy look. That and he taught us how to browse. Oh, he was the best. Roddy and, and Nikki were browsers for sure. Classic yeah. movie. Good uh, selection. One Good of the, choice. Yeah, bro. yeah. So we're getting into our top four now. Number oh, four, comedy of the eighties. Oh, we're getting thick here. I'm going to tell you right now. I saw this in the movies with my cousin. I remember seeing it. Um, Pee-wee's Big Top. Pee-wee Herman. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Chasing around Dottie. He's at the Alamo and Francis, that fat pig who stole his bike. Slob. What did did Pee-wee do? He niced him to death. You know, he was nice and he got the bike back. Pee-wee was ahead of his time. He was teaching us lessons that we would put in place in 2020. We just didn't know it. Paul Rubens. Unbelievable. What do we Just stay away from the movie theaters. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. We got to go with another Rodney classic. Back to school. Rodney dominated the 80s, this time with Thornton Mellon. Incredible. Classic characters of the 80s. Thornton Mellon, Paulie from the Rocky series in his Lou. We got... uh, 
the birth of Robert Downey as Derek Lutz, you know? <laughs> so some really great scenes there. And then once again, go back to the blonde feathered douchebag that we got in there, <laughs> Chaz Osborne. William Zabka. No one does it better than him. No, he, he, was, awesome. he was the best of the best. Johnny Lawrence really, um, Johnny Lawrence is, is not part of this <laughs> countdown because Karate Kid, but it is the actor. He he. No one did a better that in the eighties than that movie. guy. That was a funny, funny movie. Oh, Chaz Osborne was a great. You got Sam Kennison in it. You got you got a ton of actors in there. Great movie. Unbelievable. Grand Lakes University, which is actually University of Wisconsin Madison. Little fun fact <laughs> there for you. And then the hot tub scene. You got to YouTube it. Um, yeah. Check check out the hot tub scene. He got like uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow to write his essay for him and stuff. Right? Didn't he do that? Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, Kurt. Kurt Vonnegut played himself in the movie, and uh, I believe he got a. I got a. I think he got a C on his on writing about the works <laughs> uh-huh. of of Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut got a C on a paper. So there you go <laughs> about writing about himself. What are we on? Number what? We got two. Number two, second oh. best comedy of the eighties. Sean, what do you got? I love this one, man. This one takes me way back. Elaine Meyer, Better Off Dead. Better oh. Off Dead. One of the best movies of all time. Quick, quick story about this one. I was with uh, some f- from longtime family friends, and we were trying to buy this. We were trying to buy this movie on DVD, and it was one of the hottest movies to buy. He found it, and I think he got it for like seventy-five cents. Uh, that goes out to uh, Brian Sweeney. Got that? He finally got it. But Lane Meyer, awesome. Another, another showing, strong showing by Booger. Oh. What was his name? Burger. (laughs) Burger was great. Great character in there. Charles Damar was in there. He was kind of a small town druggie that couldn't score drugs, so he was he was snorting snow from the top of a mountain, jello, all kinds of freaky things. Hey, I have a fascinating fact. Do you know what the uh, the mountain was called? I believe that's the K twelve. Sean, (laughs) I see the K twelve. He would snort lines of uh, of snow up on the K twelve. Listen, there, there's some stuff that, you know, the the Chinese guys learning English from l- listening to Howard Cosell is classic. Yeah. $2. Anytime I pay something that costs $2, I'm, I'm quoting, you know, Lane Meyer. Yeah, you look and, back at that movie, right, with a kid, like the, those two, um, the, the the Asian guys, they're sitting in the car and they're eating like lo mein, uh, getting ready to drive waste. That would never, <laughs> <laughs> listen, that would never make it um, in, in today's time. But I'm going to give one more last shout out on that movie. That Eddie Van Halen scene when uh, Lane Meyer is making the cheeseburgers at his job and the cheeseburger turns into Eddie Van Halen with that guitar, the iconic guitar, and they play, Everybody wants some. Eddie was speaking the language of love. Language of love. All right. Number one comedy of the 80s. I think this was a no-brainer, quite frankly. This is a movie that produced Judge Smales. Danny Noonan, Ty Webb, Carl Spackler, Rodney, once again, is Al Cervic, uh, Lacey Underall, <laughs> Denunzio, uh, Dr. Beeper, and probably um, one, of the, one of the funniest guys in the movies, often overlooked, Spaulding. Spaulding, get your foot off the boat. Yeah, Spaulding <laughs> was a real problem that summer. Oh, he was a he was a problem. Dude, my friend, my, my my favorite was Denunzio. Denunzio, the other caddy, the rival caddy. What a dink! He had like cut off sleeves, wearing jacked up like waiter pants all the time with, with wingtip shoes. He was, I, li- he was, I liked he was trying to big time Rodney, and Rodney turns around while he's caddy, and Rodney says, "Hey, what time do they expect you back at Boys Town?" You know. <laughs> But that great, Rodney, great the Rodney Judge Smales dialogue is, is some of the best ever. You know what I mean? I love when 
He goes into the pro shop to buy the hat. You know, oh, it's the ugliest hat I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, I did Ted Ted Knight in that movie, the late great Ted Knight. That oh. could have been. He could have been one of the. Um, I'd say the all time. Biggest dinks in all of movie history. He was just one of those guys. He's at Bushwood. He's he's everything we hate. He's everyone we hate. Um, he's just this elitist guy in in uh, Dangerfield. In uh, what was it? Ty Webb. Ty, Ty Webb. They Webb. took it to Be him. Be the ball. Took it to him at the end for sure. Oh yeah. Listen, how about a fresca? On that note, Sean, why don't we have a fresca to celebrate this first top ten list yeah. of great movies? comedy movies from the 80s. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. If you guys want us to hit up a top 10 list, you can email us at the top 10 men at gmail.com. Not top 10 men. We're the top 10 men. The one and only. Okay, so um, taking us out right now is a gem from the 80s. I hope you had a little uh, fun with us thinking about the 80s. Hope you have a great day. Take care. <laughs>